With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. episode doesn't really matter because we're almost done for the season taking a little break soon ladies and gentlemen um much needed before we get into a little free agency talk here much needed little break from this you know just decompress you know kind of take in what's going on around the league look at who's gotten better who's gotten worse who's stayed the same but um so I think, uh, what's our plan, Riv? I mean, we have, we can't seem to come to an agreement on what, <laughs> what we want to do here. Like, I'm, I'm all for taking a couple weeks, like completely, completely off, like three, maybe four. But yeah. I, but I feel like Rivs is so committed to all of you that he's like, what are, what's the plan going to be? We're going to, you know, do Monday through Thursday this week. And then, you know, one day a week after that, I'm like, fuck that. Like we can do Monday through Thursday this week. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll cut up a couple of days and skip a day. I mean, just getting super lazy around here. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to do it. It's that time. I think everybody, every listen, I mean, even, even the biggest hockey fans um, ever, you know, you, you, you finish the playoffs and every single night there's games you're staying up till one o'clock in the morning because the, the the time change watching the games in the west and uh you you get to the stanley cup finals you enjoy watching who's going to hoist the cup you take a couple days after to check social media to see what the team is doing you know what they're doing with the cup and then you're right into the draft we got to experience the draft and you know this year was this year di- didn't disappoint i mean this was the was greatest lot- draft i think i've ever watched incredible like montreal from the fan handed like having number 1 overall pick in the home draft town like all the whole the whole thing, the action that went on. I mean, we haven't even gotten into all that, but go on. Yeah. So we're, this is the most amazing draft. Sorry to interrupt. I'll well, you mute. know, the GM Hughes wanted to make a splash. He started with uh, picking uh, Slavkovsky. Who is you know, it? Slavkovsky. Okay. You've been working on that one. And, you know, then makes a, a monster trade with Chicago for Kirby Doc who is a former third overall draft pick. And, uh, you know, he's, he's still super young, super young uh, player. They, they did a nice job. They did a nice job uh, making, uh, making some moves. Just traded uh, recently uh, Jeff Petrie um, from their team to Pittsburgh, picked up uh, Murano, uh, another right-handed defenseman, but younger. I love the move for Montreal, to be honest with you. I love it. Um, who's Murano? Murano. 
What's his that? name? The guy that was traded? Yeah. To name? the Islanders? No, to to uh, Montreal. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, okay. I thought you were talking about Romanov. <laughs> I thought you were calling him Morano. I apologize. Look, no, you know what? I, I take it back. It was, uh, it was uh, Matheson. It was Matheson that got traded. But Morano from Pittsburgh did get traded to New Jersey Devils, I think it was, for another right-handed defenseman, small, Ty Smith. Remember okay. him? Really small, really yeah. good puck mover. But this uh, is all great, but we were talking about why we're taking a break. And, you know, okay, we're... I'm getting there. Okay. I'm getting there. Okay. There, is, there has been so much go on with the, with the draft this year. There was so many blockbuster trades, and, and uh, it was super exciting. You know, obviously, you know, Buffalo having three first-round picks, you know, for me, wanting to know where Ivan Miroshenko, the Russian uh, player that was ranked so high in the top five for all of the drafts, who ended up, you know, being diagnosed with cancer in December. Um, where was he going to go? He fell to pick number 20 to Washington Capitals. Oh, what do you know? Uh, you know, um, Ivan Miroshenko, a Russian hockey player, goes to uh, Washington where, where Alex Ovechkin is. Um, just there, there was a lot of storylines for me. And then you get into stupid, uh, stupid day, stupid week, where, um, where teams just get stupid with terrible contracts, like just overpaying guys. And well, don't forget, don't forget sh- the Shane Wright shit show at the draft, dropping number four. Dropping to number four. Hey, carry on. Sorry. I want to actually talk more about that because I got an inside info source about some info about uh, Shane Wright info. Um, and it's not this tweet going around about awful interview. Shane Wright fell out of the top three in the draft due to his poor attitude in meetings with teams. Uh-uh. I'm going to tell you what a scout for one of those three teams that passed on him okay. texted me. New Jersey, I can get it. New Jersey, I get it. They needed a defenseman. They had they had picked Nico Heischer. They had picked Hughes. They had picked uh, was it Jasper Bratt? They needed a defenseman. They needed a high end defenseman. They took the highest ranked defenseman, who is ranked probably around what number five in the draft. Well, they picked him number two. That's not a surprise to me. Like when I saw New Jersey picked, I, I, I thought to myself, I'd be surprised if you, if you don't pick Shane Wright. But I would not be that surprised. It wouldn't be shocking to me if New Jersey Devils picked, you know, the defenseman. And they did. And they made the right decision. But when Shane Wright falls to number three, the Arizona Coyotes, you need a face of your franchise. Logan Cooley, come on. Come on. Hey, man, he was ranked as high as number one. No, he wasn't. There was no draft. There was no draft ranking, not one single one, where Logan Cooley was drafted number one. Okay, I thought there were. I thought there were. Anyway, so point is, ladies and gentlemen, we're taking a fucking break. Yeah. <laughs> we're, ta- we're, t- we're taking a break. You know why? Because I, de- I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> oh, I love this. This is what I love. I the know most. You're, you're, you're so. Oh, but man. We're a weekend, so right? We're a weekend. 
to the final stages of a hockey season, the unrestricted free agency, and where you know the big names, um, where they fall. Johnny Goudreau being the biggest name by far, being offered a tremendous amount of money, eight years in Calgary, and then decides that he is going to go in a different direction for family reasons. That's AKA wife doesn't want to live in Calgary. Okay. Doesn't maybe who doesn't want to live in Canada. Yeah, but she sent out the old I I can't oh, yeah, I don't have very much. You know, the old oh we loved it here, you know, you'll always be a part of our hearts and whatever. Well, I I I don't I don't blame I don't blame her. I don't blame Johnny Goudreau. This is on Calgary Flames. You could have stepped up to the plate and try and got him signed a year ago when he had one year left. How how in God's name are you gonna leave a guy like Johnny Goudreau to unrestricted free agency? Shame on you. They they made a a terrible, terrible error in judgment by waiting this long and giving the player the opportunity to. I to completely, to I completely disagree with you on that. In what way? You had to see what he was. I mean, he he was a. He, I know you. Ooh, I see. I see your arm moving. <laughs> you go right to right to the stats, and you know uh, he's twenty eight years old. What do you mean? You got to fucking see what he's all about. Are you, are you like well, what? A couple years ago. What a go, couple years ago? What? Give me his. Give me his numbers. A couple years ago, he had a terrible year. A few years ago, terrible. Like the so last like, year, he had forty goals, one hundred and fifteen points in eighty two games. Then he shit the bed, and he only had. 49 points, 19 goals in 56 games. So if he plays a full season in this season, he's got 25 more games. He's looking at 25 more points. You're looking at 75 point season. The year before that, he had an off season. He had 18 Craig, what goals in 50. What are you points. talking about? Yes, he had the he had the great season last year in 56 games in 2020 2021 he had 56 games 19 goals 30 points 40 or 30 assists 49 points but the year before that he had 58 points in 70 games I mean that's not a 10 million dollar contract okay okay like, and the year before okay. that he had a 99 point season right so he went from he went from 61 in 72 games which is great numbers but 18 goals 43 assists to 84 points in 80 games, great spike, okay? Then he went to 99 points, and then he dropped back down. Like, and then he went, and then last year you had COVID and everything, and it wasn't like he was having a point. He wasn't even at a point a game. He was at 49 points in 56 games. What the fuck is that? Like, like this guy's going to be asking for fucking nine, ten million. Who is his, who is his centerman? And then they offered him enough, and then they who offered him centerman? enough. He was never staying there. Who is the centerman? John Monahan? Yeah. He's fucking hurt the whole year. And then all of a sudden this year. Okay, well, you, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me, you're telling me that a fucking $9 million player or an $8 million player, because that's what everybody was going to, would have given him no matter what, because what was he making? Six. Okay. He was making 6 million or six point something million. And you're telling me that. If his centerman goes down, he can't go out and fucking still contribute and produce at a high level. Everyone said that about Panarin. That's why Panarin's getting a shit ton of cash. You know why? Because when he left for Columbus, he still fucking dominated. And then, and then, 
Sean then Monahan went- played the entire year in 2020, 2021 as Johnny Goudreau's centerman. The whole year they played together. Sean Monahan was injured that year in 50 games. He had 10 goals and 28 points. The worst year of his NHL career because he couldn't skate. Johnny Goudreau this year didn't play. Are you making excuses for why he had an offseason? He had an offseason because he didn't play with a guy that was healthy. That's it. Who did he play with this year? I think Elias uh, Lindholm and Kachuk. Okay. Had a pretty good fucking year. Had a pretty good year. Are they going to Columbus too? Or no, was it all Johnny Jugo, just Johnny Goudreau because he's an unrestricted free agent? Yes, I know and that. He got to, he got a chance to It'd be pass. very interesting to see how he does in Columbus without these players that you talk about. Who's he going to play with in Columbus? It's a great question. I don't know. I, um, I, sorry, who's he going to play with in Columbus? I would suspect Johnny Goudreau would be playing on the right hand side. That's number one, because he likes, he's a left-handed shot that usually plays right wing. He's kind of like uh, a Patrick Kane, okay? Um, I would think that Johnny Goudreau would probably play with a Patrick Line, who is another player that plays his off wing. He's a right-handed shot who plays the left wing. Now it's going to come down to who's the centerman. I, I don't know... Exactly. Uh, maybe Jack Roslovic. Okay. Well, let me tell you what Daily Faceoff is saying. I don't okay. know how reputable they are to you or whatever, but I mean, at least they throw some lines together that are are somewhat believable. You know what I mean? Like they're not putting a fourth, two fourth liners with Johnny Goudreau. So they have Roslovic between lining on the right side and Johnny Goudreau on the left side. Now, whether that's like that, they also have Boone Jenner, Gustav Nyquist, Oliver Bjorkstrand. On the second line, Jakob Voracek, Cole Sillinger, uh, Igor uh, Chinnikov, and then the fourth line, Sean Corrali, Eric Robinson, Alexander Tessier. Surprise, Tessier. Do you have Do you have line. Kent Johnson in there? Do you see Kent Johnson in there? He's not on there. No. Well, I mean, then these guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Kent Johnson was a fifth overall pick. He is going to play there. Okay, well, maybe they don't have an assigned spot for a entry. They don't have maybe don't have entry level guys in there. You don't have to be so yeah, like you know, rash you got, about uh, it. Jesus, sorry, Dan, sorry daily face off for my esteemed colleague here. Jake Vorchek's got two more years at like eight point two five. He is not anywhere near the same player as what he was when he came into the league at eighteen. Um, it's almost like he's on borrowed time right now. He's he's not he's not nearly the same player. Um, Gustav Nyquist is another player, I think he makes around $5 million bucks, and he's on a one-year deal, and he's on borrowed time. These are guys that are not in the future of Columbus. If you're asking me right now, like, why and why? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy 
happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hey, Johnny Goudreau to Columbus. It's puzzling to me a week after he signed. I think I'm still puzzling. Well, let me make some no sense of sense Let me make some sense of it, okay? So here's here's what I read somewhere. I don't know if I believe this. I don't know his marital situation. And to be quite honest with you, I don't care. I, I mean, because for me, the only reason why a player should sign in a, in a city, unless it's for medical reasons for a family member, like a kid or something has a uh, an issue and he's closer to a facility that specializes, or, yes. right? Unless yep. it's that, the player should be going where he wants to go and where he thinks he can win or where, where he's going to get paid the most money or whatever is important to him. But from what I understand, I think his wife is in the medical field and Ohio, you know, I think it's Ohio, the Ohio State, has a – somewhere there in Columbus has a very reputable – facility that specializes in the medicine that she specializes in from what i read i don't know if there's a blue check mark can't remember but still a very uh honorable reason to sign there if so if he did you, so i mean you but i don't from a hockey is standpoint she, is she a doctor i think she yes i think she's a doctor or some sort of medicine maybe it's nursing maybe it's a veterinarian i don't know i i can't remember but I think that's what I read. So, but for me, I still sit there and I'm like, but from the hockey standpoint, this makes no sense. And I think it's a waste of Johnny Goudreau's talent in Columbus, but still a very, you know, honorable thing to do, I guess. Noble. Is that the word? Well, listen, I mean, he, he made the decision that was just right for him and his family. I mean, I, I, I would think for sure that he is um, deep down inside. He's, he's heartbroken to leave Calgary. I don't think, I do not think that he left Calgary because he did not like Calgary and he didn't like the city or the fan base. Cause the fan base there is absolutely insane. It's unbelievable. The sea of red is the real deal. Uh, this, but, 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 why? This is, but, but why? But hockey is not your center of your universe. Well, okay. But it not is only, for Johnny not Goudreau, only that, but he now married somebody that the, hockey is not the center of her universe. People are going to be sitting there rolling their eyes going, well, fucking the guy's making ten and a half million dollars in Calgary. Who gives a shit? Yeah, Money but you know what? It's not even that. He's, listen, listen, it's Calgary's not for everybody. He played out his time there. He fulfilled his obligation. And the point of the matter is, is that he's American. He's American. I, I mean, look, like an American kid would probably want to be in the United States. He is settling in Columbus, I think, for other reasons than just hockey. Like if you ask Andrew Peters uh, in 2009 when I was a UFA, when I signed in, in New Jersey, if Calgary comes knocking, am I going to New Jersey or am I going to Calgary? I'm going to Calgary. I'm a Canadian kid. I would love to experience that. Johnny Gujo experienced it, but he, like, I never had him pegged going back there. I never had him pegged going back there because I imagine – a kid from New Jersey who went to BC would not want to be in Calgary. Period. End of story. Okay. Great place so to I play. I have it right here, bud. What do you got? What do you got? So it's her name is Meredith Morris. 
Um, she's married to obviously Johnny Goudreau and she has her own successful career. She is an employed as a registered nurse at a children's hospital in Philadelphia. So, um, she graduated with a master's in nursing and, uh, I, I just think that she she looks at this and says, you know, yes, Johnny, I'm here to support you. But at the same time, I'm looking to live my life, too, and it, you know, together. And I and think that's I, why I, Philly might have been hot on him or people thought yeah. Philly, people would be hot on yes. Philly or New Jersey because he's from New Jersey and Philly's right there or any of those teams. Yes. Which is so, where I thought he would go. I thought he was going to go to one of those teams. Because he's from he's from there and he's been away since he was a kid, you know. He can and those teams are realistic yeah. locations for him. So, like this, this comes down to you know making sure that you know Johnny's wife can continue to work and do what she wants to do and enjoy her life at the same time. It's not all about money. It's not all about dollars and cents and this and that. This is about uh, she's worked hard for her career and um, she wants to continue with that. And, and maybe there was opportunity in Columbus. I, we don't know. And it's none of our damn business, to be honest with you. But he made that choice. I'm still extremely shocked it's Columbus Blue Jackets because I don't think the team is a, is a very good hockey team. I don't think the team has a future, like a real future. Um, because I just don't, I, I, I don't think that the, their makeup right now as an entire team is very good. Like they have some great players that are going to be up and cunning. Cole Sillinger is an absolute stud. Kent yeah. uh, Johnson is an absolute stud. Um, but they, they're not, they're not deep in super high end young talent. He'll he'll attract us. He'll hit hit. That's a statement. Him going there, and that's going to help Columbus in the future to get the the marquee free agent. They also got Good Branson, who uh, obviously you know there was no uh, conversations going on on the side. But like, are you kidding me? Like, and then anyway, I'm not four for four for Good Branson. Good for him. Good. Well, good for him. I don't want to spend a ton of time on him. I just, that but was again, just you, one of my marquee guys that I have wanted here for a long time. And I took a lot of shit. And I knew that when I hit that fucking tweet button, Riv, my UFA wish list for the Sabres wasn't fucking Johnny Goudreau. It wasn't all these other guys that people want to sign. It was Eric Goodbranson and Nick DeLaurier. Where did Nick DeLaurier go? What did I say a week before free agency? I pay him the same as Ryan Reeves. $1.75 fucking yeah. million. Dollars. Yes. What did he get in Philly? He got it. I texted our little buddy there, our little loyal fucking assistant general manager in the Philadelphia Flyers. I sent him great pickup with Delorier. Yep. Like, give me a fucking break. I'm not mad that they didn't get him. I'm just mad that Philly got him. Because <laughs> of all the teams that needed him, Philly needed him. Philly well, needed him. Because Ryan Reeves is going to run all those kids out of the goddamn rink. Well, he's going to make them feel real comfortable, okay? In Philadelphia, he's going to make them feel real comfortable. Philadelphia, we all know the Legion of Doom back in the day. They've always had a big physical uh, team and they've also had a big physical fan base too. They are, they are dialed in in Philly. That is, uh, 
that is a very, very tough place to play when those fans are on their game. I think Nick Delorier is a great fit. Um, great fit there in, in, uh, in, you in know what people messaged to me when I put that out there, my Sabres wish list, UFA wish list. Cause we're here in Buffalo. That's a team we watch the most. And we played for yeah. both people were like, we don't need those goons. What do we need? More skilled guys. We, we have a record. There's a record going on here in Buffalo. Most skilled guys on the rock, most young skilled guys in NHL history on one team here in Buffalo. Anyway, took some abuse for that, and I knew that. I knew that, and I know that people out there have like. Well, the they, funny thing is, there are some I of just... these some of these little trolls too that cover the team. They all write that you can just read their little darts and their message. I just laugh, and I'm like, "You guys know what the fuck you're talking about." Sorry, I get but, it, but you know, I sit there the and Sabres like, can throw go your and throw your little darts at, at the guys who who you know want some physicality or want players that play with some. You know, stones, but they went and signed Vinny Henestrosa, 13th forward for $1.7 million. Enough said. So I think the conversation here with Johnny Goudreau is more interesting because it translates to the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Look, I man. knew it. I knew it. I, I said, I said, why? I'm not saying he doesn't love Toronto. Austin Matthews loves, must love, and have a pillow of a big blue and white heart to represent how much he appreciates the love that he gets from Toronto fans. But you think when his contract expires, he's not watching what Johnny Goudreau just did? American the pressure, kid. The pressure is off him now. Face of the first. Hey, you do, do you think because this this directly goes right back to Toronto and Austin Matthews arguably, well, it's not even arguably. He is he is the top 2 player in the world right now. Connor no, McDavid player in the world. He won the no, Hart Trophy. No, he's not. Okay. No, he's not. Not the best player in the world. Connor McDavid is the best player in the world. It's undeniable. Okay. Austin Matthews sits at number two. No, he's not. Kale McCarr is the best player in the world. No, he's not. No, he's not. You know what? I can't handle the yo-yo of opinion here with you on these three players. Just get to your point about Matthews and staying or leaving. Because well, it's not a goddamn the yo-yo. Then I've, why did he win oh, the fucking oh, Hart Trophy? Scored sixty. I don't goals. give did, a shit if he won the Hart Trophy. Did he win? Did he win? Hold on. Did he win the Ted Lindsay Award too? I check that out. I'm like, not, I'm like, I'm like a hundred and. 34% that he did, but I'll just double check that too. He's the best fucking player in the world. No, period. He's no, he's not. And we don't need to, because that's not even the topic because Connor McDavid is the best player in the world. He's Everybody not staying in Toronto. It. I'll tell you that. Austin Matthews is in a situation. He's got two years left on his deal. He's made $1.6 million a year for the last, uh, what? Three years. He's going into his fourth 11. year. 11.6, not 1.6. Sorry. 11. Did I not I think you said 1.6. Anyway, 11.6. And uh, he's 24 years old. He's 24 years old. 
He is going to be a restricted free agent at the end of this deal. Unrestricted free agent. Unrestricted free agent. And I look at this situation. He's an American kid. And American kids want to play where? In the U.S. They want to play in the U.S. But 10 times added on to that is he's from freaking Arizona. Someone corrected me. He was born in California. But like when he was two weeks old or whatever it was, two months old, he moved to Arizona. His hockey was born in Arizona. Are they building a stadium in Arizona right now? No, but they will when he goes there. I think there, I think there's, there are talks about building a stadium closer to can't play at ASU forever. No, it's a joke. It's a, it's a stopgap. Okay. Cause it's embarrassing for the league to have that situation. They're going to build a stadium. It's going to take them two, three years. That's just in time for Austin Matthews to finish his contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs and sign elsewhere. And everybody in Toronto, you can sit there, okay, and say, oh, it's not going to happen. You know, he's, he loves it here. He might like it there, just like Johnny Goudreau. He does love it there. There's thoroughly no, there's enjoyed no question. playing for Calgary. Thoroughly enjoyed it. But he made a decision to move because of his family and he wanted to play in the United States. And Austin Matthews, I'm telling you right now, if Toronto Maple Leafs, if they falter, and I mean falter in the playoffs like they have for the last, what, what, what's the running right now of them being knocked out in the first round? Seven years? Six years? Something like that. But they're Austin there. Matthews, Austin they're there. Matthews is going to have a, he already has a sour taste in his mouth. Now he's maturing. And as Austin Matthews matures, as um, Mitch Marner matures, uh, William Nylander continues to mature. And Johnny Goudreau or John Tavares, just, you know, he's 31. He's getting older. These guys, their time is now. Okay. Their time is now. This is a very good hockey team. Toronto Maple Leafs are a very, very good hockey team. But it's super hard to win in the playoffs. And they've lost. They, they're learning from it. The, the, the heartbreak, they're learning from it. But, you know, do, you, do, I think that they're, do I think they're a better hockey team now than before? They made some That's additions. Who'd they make? Are you talking Arizona? Cal Yonkrook is like, uh, like, eh. Eh. Okay. No, what do you mean? Cal Yonkrook just came off. I can't believe how there are years he's been the most underpaid player in the NHL. He has been the most cap-friendly player for okay, the National Predators. that deal for $2 million Six a year. Six years, $2 million per year. Back when he was, they took a chance on that deal, and they nailed that because he was getting 45 points a year. He was getting like 18 goals, 20 goals, and then he just signed a four-year deal with the Leafs for like two points something. I'm like, when is this guy going to want to cash in? But, I mean, he's, he's going to get the Leafs 35 so he, points guaranteed. He, they, they, these are the players they need, aren't they? The no. depth players, Anton Kubel, um, they signed another uh, checking line guy. 
got, they got, oh, I don't know what they're going to do with Matt Mikhailov, Murray. I don't know what they're going to do Vancouver with Vancouver Canucks. Matt Murray. was a huge loss for Toronto Maple Leafs. Massive loss. Massive loss. And for me, this is just my opinion, they didn't go out and they didn't replace him. You know, they, they, mixed up, they picked up, uh, what is it, Nicholas uh, Abel Kabul or whatever, who was playing, where, where the heck was he playing last? Colorado. He's Colorado. Won, won the Stanley Cup. Great. Like, I mean, he, he's, he's just an average player. He's just, he's like a fourth line player. He's fourth line right winger. He's going to take Jason Spess's job. Great. But, you know, Cali Yonkruk, are they, what are they bringing him in for? To replace Ilya Mikhailov. I don't think he's replacing Ilya Mikhailov. So I don't think they, I don't think that Toronto Maple Leafs have gotten better. That's just my, it's just my opinion. A lot of eggs in those four players' basket, man. They got four eggs in that basket. Four. Matt Murray? Five. What, five. What you want to throw? On Matt Murray. That's, I mean, that's not your answer. I mean, look. He's stunk. Why wouldn't he accept that deal to Buffalo and then fucking let us trade him to Toronto? They would have traded him to Toronto. (laughs) Like, Jesus. Like, yeah. You know, like, anyway, I don't know. You know what? Look, I'm I'm not going to sit and say that I want... um, Matt Murray to falter. I mean, obviously, I mean, I like when the Leafs are good. I like watching the Leafs. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm You're an idiot. Then why? I mean, yes. it's, it it makes it makes we're, we're the from only, Canada. Like it makes hockey in Canada interesting the when the Leafs are good. Just fan base around the league. The league is better forever. when the Leafs are good. The Sabers are getting good. We get to watch Sabers Leafs rivalry here in Buffalo, but the Leafs are on national television here in the U.S. And it's fucking awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, like, don't don't tell me that I like I like watching the Leafs. I want to see Matt Murray do do well. However, I don't think he is the answer. But I will say this: he he manipulated that trade there. I had a text on free agency day from someone who knows the Toronto organization, and they said, "You know why Matt Murray kiboshed that deal to Buffalo?" Because he is doing everything in his power to try to get to Toronto. He wanted to go to Toronto. Toronto was all of a sudden out of options. You know who his GM was in, uh, in, in junior? Let me help you out. Let me help you out. Uh, Dubis. Was the G- you know who his coach was in junior? Coach the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds? Let me, let me help you out on that one. His name was Sheldon Keefe. Okay? You know who his goalie coach is growing up? The guy that's at the Leafs. I don't know his name. I have to go back and check the thing. He manipulated that whole thing. He wanted that. He was a buyout candidate. So I hope it works for them. I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't wish any ill will on Matt Murray. Other than the fact that I'm, I'm just, I'm pissed off for, the, for a fan base that we watch here regularly who could have, you know, picked up a, a higher draft pick. Yeah. So anyway, well, you know, this is the year they're for not Toronto. a better team. And, and I'll say it, you know, when you got Mark Giordano at 38 dinosaur, 38 years old in this league now is a dinosaur. When you have, you know, even Jake Muzzin, who's put miles on his body, two time Stanley Cup winners, played a lot of hockey, um, 33 years old, GT, uh, JT Miller, another solid defenseman, 32 years old, like 32. Like, I hate to say it. It's not old, but in hockey terms right now. 
it, it's, it's, you're getting on to the latter part of your career. Um, and they're in a win mode now, Ryan Mor- uh, Morgan Riley, a 28 years old. It's not old. He's in the prime of his career. They are in win now. They're in win now mode right now. Because if they don't Austin win, Matthews in two years is gone. They, to, there's to, a window. Every team out there has a window of opportunity. And when the GM feels that it's time to strike, then you strike. Well, that window is three years because that's the John Tavares deal. And when they signed that deal, it was to bring him in to win a cup, not put it on him to win, but in that timetable of contract. They were expected to win. Petey, you're wrong. I hate to say it, and I love saying it, but I hate to say it. How it's not a three-year window. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Austin Matthews, in two years, has to sign a contract. His contract will be signed at this time next year. And it's going to be the biggest contract in NHL history. You mark my words, if he signs with the Toronto Maple Leafs, he is going to be making more than $12.5 million a year, and that was our boy, the best player in the world, Connor McDavid. Okay? He's going to make more than that. He is going to make, he is going to make a staggering amount of money because Toronto is one of the richest. Million. 14 million will be his number. It's, he is going to make the most money in the history of the league on an eight-year deal, it's going to be a whopper. It's going to be the biggest contract ever if he signs it in Toronto. And that's what the, the storyline in Toronto. Nobody thinks that he can walk away from Mitchie Marner and his line mates and uh, you know what Toronto's done. Could you imagine what will happen if Austin Matthews walks away from the Leafs? Holy, you thought fucking LeBron James leaving Cleveland was bad. You wait. You wait. I'm sorry. This is going to be Jersey burning times 25,000 from Cleveland. LeBron was big in Cleveland. Yes. But he, LeBron is not bigger than hockey in Canada. So, so when, I, when you go back to say they have a three-year period, they do not have a three-year period. Now, I'm going to tell you why. You have Jake Muzzin's on a two-year deal. TJ Brody's on a two-year deal. They have Hall on a one-year deal. They have Timothy Lilligren, who doesn't really matter, is on a two-year deal. And Giordano's on a two-year deal. Okay? All their guys, they have to win in that time because their defensemen are aging. They're aging out. Okay? Then you look at the forward line. You have Austin Matthews on a two-year deal. You have William Nylander on a two-year deal. But what about... Alexander uh, Kierfoot, who's unrestricted next year. What about Pierre Onval, who's on, who's going to be unrestricted next year? What about? Uh, Hold that thought for a second. Hold that thought because I'm pretty sure in the last 24 hours he signed an extension. Did he not, or was he Engval? No, he hasn't. Yeah, he signed a one-year deal. Oh yeah, one year. Unrestricted. Oh, it was only a one-year deal. There you go. So Kierfoot's unrestricted. Onvold's I can't believe they only signed Engvall to a one-year deal. What the fuck? David he is awesome. He's awesome. He's an awesome hockey player. How do you say uh, the uh, David Kempf? Is that how you say his name? 
Kampf, I think. Kampf, yeah, Kampf. He's a really solid hockey player. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. Here's the big one. Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting is 26 years old, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this, Petey. He's hey, when Michael Bunting needs to understand what? what that he was put on a silver platter line. And, and you know what? His efforts have been tremendous, but Michael Bunting should not be sitting there saying, I'm a $5 million or $4 million player. He should be saying, what? <laughs> fucking scored 23 goals and had 63 oh points Craig, last year. Craig, Craig, and, and I'm going to say when I was 26 years old, okay, I believe, I believe this. If you put me on a line with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews, I would have scored 18 goals in the fucking NHL. I would have scored 18 fucking goals. How many points would you have had playing with those two guys? 41. You're on fucking crack. Fuck you. I would have had 41. Okay. He 35 in Arizona. I would have had 35 points. In Arizona, he played a year. I don't need his stats. I know him. He's in been he's one year in the games, league. In 21 games, he had 10 goals and 13 points in Arizona. Okay, he was on he was on pace for 40. So all I'm saying is if Michael Bunting goes out and continues to produce at the level that he did last year, and he puts up 70 points next year, his contract's not starting with a four. It's not starting with a five. It's going to start with a six. He's Craig, an unrestricted. Let's do the math here. 20. Let's say, let's say he stayed in Arizona. Like, no, I can't believe that we're talking about bunting in those kinds of numbers. Like, put him where he actually belongs on a third line. Like, and and see what well, he let does. Let me ask you this. Like, just let me ask you this. How much money is Tage Thompson going to make this year? Because he's going to sign it. He's going to sign a contract. He's one year left. Okay. Tell me how much he's going to sign for. Five and a half. You're on. You're on. You're so fucking far off. It's ridiculous. And I'll well, bet you right now. So you're speaking on the players' half. Like then, if I'm the team, I'm not signing him because I want. I'll get. You know what? what, what what's your number? I want you to give me Tage Thompson's contract. Hey, can I tell you something? How much money did Pascal Dupuis make? That's who Michael Bunting is. Michael Bunting is Pascal Dupuis on fucking Sidney Crosby's line, okay? And he did it with Kunitz, okay? So don't tell me that Michael Bunting is going to be a $7 million player because if you took Michael Bunting and put him on any other team, he is not a difference maker. Pascal Dupuis pay, played 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I'm just using the example. I'm not well, saying that kind of money. Shit. Well, Michael what Bunting I'm saying is that if Pascal, Pascal Dupuis is not doing what he's doing with Crosby anywhere else. I would agree with that. I'm not arguing that. But the point is, Michael Bunting has been put in a situation and he has taken advantage of playing with great players. Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner are, are, are terrific players. 
And he's taking advantage of it because he is a very talented hockey player. He works hard. He skates hard. He's got the skill set to play with elite players. If, if Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, or whether it's William Nylander on the line, if those guys did not like Michael Bunting and didn't feel that they, he had the same hockey IQ to play with them, he would have gone to the coach, Sheldon Keith, and say, get this guy off my line. That's what would happen. That's what happens with the stars. They, they basically say who they're going to play with. But Michael Bunting is going to cost the Toronto Maple Leafs a tremendous amount of money in one year time. Hey, listen, hear me so out. Is, so Pascal Dupuis. Pascal Dupuis had his best year in 2011-12. He had 25 goals, 34 assists, 59 points playing on Crosby's line. That year, he was making 11, 12, 1.5 million. He was on a two year deal. That was the first year of a two year deal. The next year, he had 20 goals and 38 points in 48 games. Okay. Yeah. Then he got paid 3.75. And you know what? I bet you, if he had gone to teams as a UFA and said, I had fucking 38 points in 48 games. That's a 68, 70-point pace. You know what they're going to say? You know what they're going to say? We don't have Sidney Crosby here. We don't have fucking Chris Kunitz here. We don't have Geno Malkin here on the power play. We don't have these guys for you. So let's be realistic here. Go, go, go to Montreal and take your your five-plus million dollars and tell me if you're going to get 50 points. That's what I'm saying about really. Here's the thing, though. You never answered my question about Tage Thompson. And by the way, five and a half million. And then I asked, I countered a question with you and I said, well, how much do you think? How far off am I? You're way off. He is going to be making eight plus. What? One. How the fuck? How? When? Tell me when. How many years until he makes that? This contract? This summer, he's going to be making $8 million. No, because he still has a year left on his deal. He has one more year at 1.4. And then this summer, I would be shocked. This summer? Like 2022? They are going to to, uh, re-up Cage Thompson. At $8 million average. Or more. I need to let this process for a minute. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.